All right, guys, let's get to business. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it, for real. Um, I have a great show for you today. The guests that we've had so far at the beginning of the year are just phenomenal, and they are fucking key. They keep coming. We're getting heavy hitters. We're getting guests that have reached the pinnacle of of their field. And that is one of them that I have today. Before I get to my guest, let me get some housekeeping things out of the way. Um, I don't know if I just said this in my rambling. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you are a repeat listener, thank you as well. Please go tell a friend. Bring let's let's bring some people into uh, what we're doing and uh, help them gain some perspective on the world. Uh, also, leave a five star rating and review, and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already. Uh, go back through, hit that subscribe button. All right, let me tell you about a f- uh, some friends of mine, and then I will get right to the guests. I want to take a second and tell you guys about my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Jumbo Superfoods is a California-based health food company that provides the highest quality cannabis-based products. But I want to tell you guys specifically about their CBD line. CBD stands for cannabidol. Cannabidol is one of the many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant and has also been shown to have medicinal value, meaning it can aid in improving your health. The cannabis plant is an adaptogen, and CBD specifically has been shown to reduce inflammation, aid in mood regulation in cases of depression, but it can also reduce anxiety and stress, and has neuroprotective properties, meaning it can help the brain. It blows my mind when I think about all of the different things that this one plant can do. And this is just a small list of the benefits of CBD. Now, before I go any further, I know many of you have already heard the word cannabis and have automatically gotten worried. Let me put your worries to bed. You're asking yourself, will I fail a drug test? No, you will not. If you are buying high-quality products, like those from Jumbo Superfoods, they use only premium ingredients, nothing artificial, nothing harmful. All of their products are made right here in the U.S., and they are tested in a lab to measure for purity. You can actually go over to their website, jombosuperfoods.com, and see the lab results for yourself. Go check it out. And while you're there, you can check out their full line of CBD products. They have CBD spray. Their CBD spray is phenomenal. I like to put the cinnamon one in my coffee. Tastes delicious. They have CBD drops, both for you and your pets. They have a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Add that to your coffee. They have a lip balm. They have a muscle balm, which is my absolute favorite. I use the muscle balm after training jujitsu. I put it on my fingers. I put it on my sore muscles and such. It makes a world of difference. So remember, go over to jambosuperfoods.com. That's J-A-M-B-O-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D-S, jambosuperfoods.com. Check them out. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, so I thank you in advance. If you're a first-time shopper, use the code JOMBOLOVESYOU 
at checkout and you'll get 15% off your first order. So one more time, go to jombosuperfoods.com. Use the link in the show notes to help support the podcast and use the code Jumbo Loves You at checkout to save 15%. Now, let's get to the guest today. I have Sammy Henson. Sammy Henson is a world champion wrestler. He won the gold medal at the 98 uh, Wrestling World Championships held in Tehran, Iran. He won the silver uh, medal in the 2000 Olympics held in Sydney, Australia. In 2006, at the age of 36, he took a bronze medal at the World Championships uh, held in China. He is a two-time NCAA national champion, a multiple-time All-American. He is a three-time high school uh, state champion. He is a, uh, I think, I think he was a four-time medalist, though. Uh, I think he, let me see here. Let me look. Let me see here. I'm looking at his Wikipedia because he has done so much. He has won multiple tournaments uh, on the international stage. He's just a high-level, high-level elite athlete. He has coached uh, all over the world, all over the country, and it is uh, an honor to sit down with somebody who has accomplished so much uh, and just to be able to uh, be around that energy. Uh, if you, you know, you guys have heard me talk about it before. I'm a huge believer in energy, and there is something about being around winners, and it is contagious. Uh, I'm a firm believer in you know the people that you associate with uh, will dictate what kind of life that you live, and when you are around somebody who strives to be great, man, that is an electrifying and contagious. Healing, and uh, it was a pleasure to sit down with him. So, without any further ado, I will stop my rambling so that way you guys can hear this podcast. Uh, here we go, guys. All right, here we are. Sammy Henson, thank you so much for doing this. I really yeah. appreciate it, brother. No problem. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good, good. So um, I saw you in the gym this morning getting after it already. Um, you always start your mornings pretty early getting after it like that? Every morning uh, for probably the last, what, my son, my oldest son's 19, so probably uh last 12 years. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I could spend time with my kids before school. Yeah. Um, they probably don't like it, but uh, <laughs> uh, my two older boys and, and my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, we've always uh, went in and worked out. But um, today it was just me and my son, my yeah. younger son. Yeah, yeah, so he may not like it right now, but when you get that hand raised, yeah, you, yeah, you love it. Yeah, we it was good for me. It's nice to be able to uh, still be able to wrestle at this age <laughs> uh, with my boys. And I, I, I don't think I'm ever gonna regret that. It's gonna be a memory I'll have. One hundred percent, man. And dude, you look, you look great. How old are you? I'm forty eight. Yeah, forty eight. Uh, January first. <laughs> yeah, man, you're in there with your shirt off. You're in there wrestling with your son this morning. 
dude, you look jacked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you just never stop moving. No. Never stop moving. So for the folks listening, I mean, you have such an amazing wrestling pedigree. You've been all over the world. You've done so many things. Um, but would you just mind for me just, just a quick little rundown of like your background? Like how did you get into wrestling? Like what is the start for you? My brothers. I had 10 brothers and sisters and my two older brothers. Uh, uh, I have three other brothers, but uh, two older brothers uh, wrestled. And uh, they started wrestling. We played football, okay. baseball, all that. We were an athletic family. Um, yeah, so anyway, they started doing it, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. They had to wear those things. I'm not. And then, uh, tight yeah, and... yeah, I'm not doing that. And then I, <laughs> they were like, Chuck's doing it. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do it then. And then I did it, and I just took to it right away. Yeah. Uh, amazing feeling, just one on one things that it, you you uh you can't describe right how old were you at this time eight you were eight when you started wrestling mm-hmm. so you're already doing some other sports your older yep. brother was in it yeah like, baseball gonna... and football i loved it okay did you do those sports also through high school no i did them up to uh eighth grade and i decided to uh commit to wrestling because i wanted to win i think that's important um to to really focus so uh i was talking to to justin bricker this morning about that at the uh at the gym we were talking about when you get to high school, like, do you do you downgrade your sports and just focus on one? Is that, I mean, if you want to be successful and you want to be the absolute best, is that what you have to do? I think you do. It depends on uh, the athlete. Wyatt, my oldest son, I mean, my youngest son, I re- was working out today with, he played football as a freshman at uh, uh, Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Unbelievable athlete, but he's he's really want, he wants to be world champ. So this year he's committed to wrestling full-time so okay i think you're gonna see a transition for him he's, yeah he's uh he's gonna make it uh as far as he can make it we'll see what happens so what's it take to be a world champion like what kind of commitment does that take huge amount of commitment and it takes a lot of people to help you you right people we were talking about that earlier me and mm-hmm. you uh surround yourself with you know you hear that a lot but surround yourself with good people and good things will happen yeah and i believe your work ethic uh, it, it, you have to have a great work I think you have to have it has to be an inner drive that comes from somewhere where you know I, I felt like I was born with it I felt like at the beginning nobody had to tell me to work hard nobody yeah. had to tell me to do anything um, I just I wanted to be great yeah. at something I didn't know what when I was young but I, I knew I wanted to be great now. you just knew you wanted to have greatness yeah and and I, whatever that is to you right uh-huh. but uh, yeah I, I think your people you're surrounded with and it, it makes the difference in who you become yeah, 100%. I mean, the the people you surround yourself with, I mean, that energy, like you feed off of that and it will either hinder your growth or it'll help accelerate it. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, if you're hanging around with losers, you're going to be a loser. I agree. I think you, uh, if you are, say, hey, we're going to have to, we're going to go a different direction. We're not, we're not headed in the same direction, right? And yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing there's, wrong with that. You can give them a hug and wish yeah. them well, but I I think if there if people aren't headed the same direction you want to be, then um, you need to cut ties. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, um, you just you just have to cut the cancer out of your life. Yeah, if it's not helping you. It's hurting you. Yeah, yeah. So what were what were some of your like examples growing up of greatness? Like what 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 was that for you? Do you remember anything like early on? I know a lot of kids have you know heroes like they look up to a sports figure or maybe it's like your parent who just like worked super hard like what was that for you that that kind of drove you and you kind of strive to be my brother chuck uh 
was my hero and when i was young he, yeah he um he, he kind of almost abusive relationship <laughs> he, <laughs> like uh, he, yeah yeah he used to be you know we he would go down and you know we'd get in the basement and i mean he would do things that uh probably shouldn't be done and probably <laughs> and my dad would walk down and be like oh no and go back upstairs he'd leave us alone you know oh, yeah. this dude uh, let's this just dude. work it out yeah and we used to play basketball together we would play basketball a lot and you know just all these things he used to drop me off um you know, well, I remember one time in Thanksgiving, he dropped me off. He put some clothes on me and took me out uh, down. I mean, I put my, <laughs> he took me, <laughs> took me out in like five miles away from home and it was like snow and, and I had boots on and yeah. I had to find my way home. So, he left you? Yeah, left me. Uh, <laughs> he said this is good for my mental training. And I, I never forget that. I took me all day. I mean, I was like, yeah. I didn't know. Um, I think it was upper bottom road and I was like. There's some truth to that, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I mean, if you kind of, it's it's super unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> today, nowadays, nowadays it wouldn't work. But no, you know, he he just motivated me to be the best I could be. Yeah. And, uh, I strive to to for acceptance, and a lot of it came from my upbringing with you know I I had ten brothers and sisters, so I didn't come from a you had ten well, brothers and sisters. Yeah, so you're one of eleven. I, I'm 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 the tenth. You're the tenth. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're like the Brady Bunch, though. So we came, but we all lived together at one time. Oh and, man. Uh, um, I was the youngest, so uh, just just being a part of that and not understanding and understanding the part that uh, you just I wanted to prove everyone that you can do it from where I came from. And I wanted to prove everyone that, Hey, this, uh, I had something inside me that was, you know, different than a lot of people. Yeah. And it just, it was the inner strength I had. Uh, you were talking about growing up with idols. You know, I, I know this is crazy, but I remember watching the Olympics in, in 1976 and Nadia, Nadia Comaneci, you know, I, I mean, that's what motivated me. I, when I saw her win, who is that? I'm sure she's an Olympic champ uh, from Romania in okay. gymnastics. In gymnastics, and okay. she got a perfect ten. She first won that, uh, and it was amazing. And I, when I saw that, I was like, I want to be like yeah. not a gymnastics, but right. I want that, that that glory. And it was unbelievable just to watch her and how perfect she was in that moment. Because yeah. we all strive to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you about my philosophy: consistency wins. And what it, I believe is you strive to be as perfect as you can and have that perfect moment. And that's what I'm looking for. We're always continuing to look for that perfect moment. Yeah. What is that perfect moment to you? And that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've seen something about her on like ESPN yeah. or something. I mean, a perfect 10. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine just like the fucking feeling of just like electricity well, I mean, I've I've experienced just some super highs just with like competition in MMA, right? right like, for I mean, sure. whenever you train for so long and you put like everything into it, like people don't realize that it's like it's early mornings, like you're running in the morning, and then like you're lifting, and then you're trying. You, for me, like I had to go to work during the day, and then like I'd get off, and then I'm training for like three hours or four hours at night. Yeah. And then like you're trying to get your recovery, and but then you have all these different skills. You have wrestling, you have jujitsu, you have striking, you have MMA that you have to do. So you put every fucking thing that you have for like three months like for when you're a kid like that's a whole season <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like for but whenever you're like a high level athlete that's just training camp yeah you know yeah. that's just intense training for like one moment right you know what i mean and then like it's it's everything or nothing like you just gave everything for this moment right here and then like i realized like i'm really i thought i was an, an adrenaline junkie but i'm like I'm a, I'm a flow junkie i love having the stakes high 
I love having prepared and putting everything into it. And then, like, you know, like when you're in there and then everything's just fucking fluid, man. Yeah. Like, you're not even thinking. It's just, it's just everything's working. And then you're done. You're just like this intense, just fucking, just rush of just emotion. And you're just on this high. Yeah. And then, like, and then you're just, you're down. But then you're just always chasing that next, like, when I, I want to get into flow state again. So then I can just, just perform like none other. And then you have that amazing feeling afterwards. Right. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. So, um, so Chuck was like your one of your biggest uh, uh, motivators growing up. Yeah. Um. So, in in high school, you were uh, were you a three timer or four timer? Three timer. I lost my freshman year. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's, winners never do, man. No, it was bad. Yeah. Whole that, grass, actually, that that's the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. And that's so weird. I think about that. I had a loss in high school. I mean, I never wrestled to your degree by any stretch, but um, a really good wrestler. His name's Duran Wynn. Yeah, of, I know Duran. Yeah, still one of the best. Yeah, dude. Like, it, as I was a senior, he was a junior. He was yeah. one. I was two. We met in the semis, dude. He beat me in the semis, and I'm I'm still like it still burns my. Even though I know how good of a wrestler he yeah. is, yeah. it still burns my fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was winning with five seconds left, and I they were breaking action and. You know, uh, I don't. You know, I never blame my coach, but Coach Hodap. Anyway, <laughs> he told me to he told me to go after him, and I'm like, I just I should have. Anyway, I got thrown by, and uh, oh. I'll never forget. And I lost. I think I was winning by three, maybe, and I got thrown in my back and uh, lost with like five seconds left. So, and then I end up taking uh, fourth. But yeah, yeah, mm. I'll never forget it. I was, you know, I I had to eat to make night. It was ninety eight, mm-hmm. and I had to you had a minimum of ninety three, I think pounds you had to weigh. Okay. So I had to eat like a heavyweight to make ninety. I was really really little, man. I was oh, like, I'm not strong, but I was you know short, you yeah. know. And then and then I hit a amazing growth spurt. A lot of your teammates were not too happy with you at that time. No, You're no. sitting there eating, drinking. Yeah, oh yeah. They're, they're I hung away. out with the heavyweight. It was awesome. <laughs> the littlest guy and the biggest guy. Yeah. yeah. So from, from high school, so you had an amazing career, three-timer. You went to Mizzou. Yep. So why'd you go to Mizzou for a year? I went to Mizzou for, uh, actually I went there three. I went, I registered my first year. Okay. And then I, I my second year I won. Uh, I, I was big 12 champ, mm-hmm. or big eight champ at the time. And right. then um, All-American. And then, um, you know, I left there. I had some issues well, off the mat and I, I, it didn't work out for me. And so I stayed a, a whole year and did nothing but train Greco. Oh. And uh, I went to see Gary Mayhab. I don't know if you know Coach Mayhab, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he basically, that, that year off, I, I couldn't train in the wrestling room and stuff, so I I would drive down and spend the weekend with him and okay. train, and then uh, I um you know and then I would drive uh, I would fly to like I'd take a couple weeks off even though I was in school uh-huh. in this class <laughs> at Mizzou, and I would uh, uh take my home get my homework I talked to all my f- professors and yeah. stuff I told them what I was doing and I would go to the Olympic training camp or nice. so it was really um it was really a cool event for me but I remember my freshman year I, I made the semifinals in the national tournament. And uh, I lost to Chad Zapital. And this first time I've ever been taken from my feet to my back. I mean, I'm str- I've always been stronger than everyone I wrestled. And this guy, I'll never forget it. And I, 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 lo- I lost 13-2 to two to him in Iowa in the Carver Hawkeye Arena and in the semis. And I'm like, because I was like, oh, I'm going to win it. Well, yeah. I didn't believe I could. Back then, you know, you were just All-American. It was great. It wasn't already, if you made the semifinals, I was already an All-American. Well, anyway, long story short, I just, uh, I lost him and I never forgot that. And that, I took that year off and trained. Yeah. And then I transferred to Clemson 
and everything I did was for Chad Zeppelin. Everything, and he was a he took second to Prescott. I lost to him in the semis uh-huh. twice, so Prescott had beaten him uh-huh. uh, the year before, and then my freshman year, and so my sophomore year I lost a year. I didn't get to wrestle; I just lost it. And then uh, I went to Clemson, and I mean every every moment. Every second of my day revolved around Chad Zappinal. That's all I thought about. Yeah. And uh, I mean, honestly, I just every sprint, every I'd go in the wrestling room and just visualize, you know, the, how the match would go. And and um, we end up wrestling each other in the finals of the NCAAs. And I remember seeing, uh, you know, icon Dan Gable slapping him in the face, like trying to, you know, intimidate me and motivate him. Yeah. And I just stared at Dan Gable like, I'm wrestling you, buddy. Like, all right, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. You let's you don't try to intimidate me, man. I'm, I've been. We, I mean, and the one thing I changed, I remember this, in Mizzou back then, not now, but back then, we we lifted in the summer, but we, we during the year we stopped lifting. And uh, I just think, you know, as you cut weight and you go through the year, if you're not maintaining that, you want to, yeah, you want to be as least where you started, right? Especially when you're in wrestling season, you might not be able to grow, but you still. Yeah. So at Clemson, I, I lifted the whole time and I just stayed in, and I ended up going from 13 to 2, having a year off. To beating him in the finals in the NCAA, it's three to one, oh, nice. and and and, uh, and then I guess you know it was his third second, third time taking second. So you know, but you know, I everybody's like, oh, I feel bad for him. I don't. I I, I felt bad for the guy who lost thirteen to two to him, you know, two years before yeah. that. So I, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, and he re- he was wrestling. He was facing a different wrestler at that a moment. Different, different person. He's, yeah. I can. I can, I'm, I'm listening to you tell it, and like I can, like I can feel like it still gives you a little bit of a fire. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, like that loss still, like uh, thirteen to two. It's just like you wish you could go beat him again. Yeah, I just, and then, I mean, the winning is good, but like. You always remember the losses, right? Yeah. And I, you, and and that changed you. It changed my, changed me as a person. If you utilize, it's all what happens to you. If you, it's how you respond to it, right? Right. People respond to things. Some people are victims, and some people are just like, okay, that's true. We'll see what happens. They'll see. So when I have things that happen to me in my life that are challenging, or you know, maybe not fair, as we would say, I, I say, okay, what? How am I going to attack this? And how am I going to become? I'm going to come out swinging. Yeah. So you know, you know, right now I'm coming out swinging. How how we come out swinging, and then mm-hmm. and, and that means it, you have to be smarter too, though. It can't just be a wild swing, right? Right. We want to be smarter and tactif- tactful in your life. Yeah. And everything That's super important because I mean, especially for people who are like extreme winners and like you want to win. Um, normally we don't change in, unless we experience like extreme pain of some sort, and <laughs> yeah. losing is extremely painful in all walks of life. Yeah. Winning and losing is what, what does that mean? It doesn't have to just be sport, right? It doesn't right? just have to be sport. Yeah, it's it's life, and how do you handle What's important to you, and don't yeah. lose that. I think yeah. a lot of people lose that, I think. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, and we were talking a little bit before, so, like, I mean, I I was I got divorced. Um, I separated from my ex-wife uh, six years ago. It's been about four years ago we were divorced. We were high school sweethearts. So, for me, at that time in my life, it was very important for me to, like, maintain that for whatever idealistic thing. You know, we were together for so long as high school sweetheart, like, this is the mother of my two kids. I fought very hard to like make like to keep that, even right. though it was maybe it was a losing battle. It right. wasn't meant to be. You know, in hindsight, it was probably the best thing to happen. But in the moment, like there was extreme pain through that transition. Without a doubt, extreme growth happened right there. Right. You know what I mean? So it doesn't just have to be sport. You can be that. It can be, and I can even take that. So. Um, I don't, I don't do pity parties and like when bad things happen, most of the time people don't know about it. Right. So like two weeks before my last, or it was actually probably like a week before my last professional fight, 
I got fired from my last job. Like I was there for five and a half years. I was like, man, I'm killing it. Yeah. Do just things outside of my circumstances. They let me go. It's life. It's life. You know what I mean? Like, so from there, like it was extreme growth, extreme learning. And then it's like, all right, now what's next? Like now this is a new life. Let's attack that and let's figure it out. For sure. You know what I mean? Like you can't just sit there and just be a victim. It won't work. But when you do that, greater things happen to you. Every, every, every move I've ever made always got better. Yes. Right? And I think it's how, how I responded to it and how my family responded to it, right? Yeah. So are you um, are you a believer like in or do you are you familiar too much with like the law of attraction? Um, so I, I'm a big believer in like just living through intention and it's kind of what we're talking about. So like I really believe like, you know, the energy that you put out is the energy that you receive. One thousand percent. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know. You're thinking positively. You're talking about consistency. You're living positively. Um, you're taking those steps. Positive things are going to happen to you. Things that you weren't intending are going to come into your life right. as a result. Right. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. I think sometimes uh, for me, uh, it takes me a minute. Um, I'm never, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter like you. Uh, but I think also sometimes I close off if something happens to me so I can figure it out, right? Yeah. It's not like I'm not pit, no pity party. Just I think that I have to withdraw inside myself and come out swinging. Like I have to plan. And right. I'm a planner. Right. So I, I, when things happen, people take it wrong. I'm, I, I just, I'm cutting things off so I can figure out my next move and how I'm going to attack this. Right. So it takes me a minute to do that. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But some people, you know, some of my friends and stuff, they're like, man, you, you know, talk to me. I'm super withdrawn. You haven't, yeah. Well, yeah. it's just, just my, need a I, second, man. I, I'm, I'm coming, at, you know, I got to figure this out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you do this, but I just, I think about things, I obsess in my head and I just think, I think, I think about it. So sometimes it's just good to take that moment to just take right. a step back yeah, and think yeah. about it. So, you mentioned visualization um, earlier. Is that something you've been doing for a long time? Always. Or can you talk about the importance of that? It's a huge, it's everything. I visualized everything. Ever, the whole match I visualized I would go through in the wrestling room at like 11 o'clock at night and I would just uh, turn on the music and I would just wrestle I'd wrestle Roselli I'd wrestle Aiken I went through the, the, the worst scenario of what I could do yeah. and I won and then I tech followed him one time then next time I it was down you know I was down by one he shot in I would sprawl I would, and I would just in my mind go through the whole match and I had to do all three of those guys you know, Aiken, Roselli, and Zappel, because those three guys were the top three guys, and I had to beat them every time in a different scenario, right? Okay. And every time I ran a sprint, I would, you know, or if I was running the stadium, snake in the stadium, I'd run, I'd, I'd wrestle one of them in my mat in the match, and I, and then I'd go to the next one, and I, and I couldn't, and I, you know, I'm weird, and I had to, I had to end the same time. I ended the stadium run, you know, like and, and okay. You know, so and I got to do everything five times because. I'm weird, and and, and so <laughs> five's the number. Five, five's the number. Reason why is it usually takes five matches to win the title. Okay. And anything you do, it's usually five. It's, that makes sense. So everything I do, five sprints, and then I always do one for Grandma and one for God and one for the title. Okay. So and when I lift, if I go and lift, I go one Grandma, one for the title, one for God, and then and what that is is that the last rep of the last set, uh -huh. I do that every time on every every situation just because it's in my mind. Yeah, right? that's like a concrete yeah. law for yeah, you. Yeah, you have to do I that. Have to do it, and uh, that's it. And and then one of the things I've never shared, but usually, you know, one position at a time. This is what I always say to myself before every match: one position at a time, one attack at a time, one point at a time, one match at a time, one title at a time. That's all. One position, one attack, one point, yeah. one match, one title. Focusing yeah. on that one and, thing. And there's five. See. 
Always so, five. Always five. That's so, funny. So I'm, I, I mean, yeah, you said you got your five best friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, and I think it's just because, uh, you know, it, it's subconsciously mm-hmm. ingrained. But also, what I think, you know, and people say that's superstitious, but and it might be a little bit. But I also think it's consistent, right? It's, it is. I'm consistent in things I do. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that those things, you know, yeah. it's structure. It's worked. It's worked. You know, it's weird. It's, it's maybe a little unrelated, but um, so there's a world-famous uh, strength coach, Pavel Tatsulin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, credited with, like, bringing the kettlebell to America. Um, one of his strength principles is, is greasing the groove, and he talks about essentially with strength training never doing more than five reps because if you're doing any more than five reps, you're training something other than strength. So it's just like do five. You should never be like breathing hard. You shouldn't be sweaty. And then like you take a long rest period and then you just you do it again. So the principle of greasing the groove would be like, you know, you do five push-ups, maybe 20 minutes later, you do another five push-ups. Do that throughout the day. Yeah. And it's just slowly building strength. But it's that, that principle of five. I like that. I like that. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't man. know that. Yeah, man. So there's there's science to this too. Yeah. So maybe you just didn't even know. It. No. You, you struck gold a long time ago, man. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, visualization visualization is so huge. Um, I I don't know if it's in every sport, but I think it's probably a really big part of wrestling. I know my wrestling coach in high school he really introduced he introduced it to uh, to us and my team. He made us vis- visualize after some of the hardest practices ever. He's like, all right, now like, he would like have us like lay down on the mat. And, like, we were, like, decompressing at that time. And then, like, he would take us through, like, yeah. a six-minute match. He's like, all right. He's like, pick that person. He's like, all right, now you're in state. Like, he's like, or, like, whatever it is for you, like, that pinnacle right. for you. Yeah. And, like, he would take us through a six-minute match. And then, and then we went to overtime. And well, what really helped me, too, is that, uh, you know, Townsend Sounders was a silver medalist in the Olympics uh, and from Arizona State. And I remember we were on a trip in, uh, back what I was in 99 he had just taken the silver in Olympics in 96 and we were in a trip I think maybe 97 98 and he was we were talking and I was like what so what changed because he he made it finally made the team and he was just like and it just took it you know pinnacle for him yeah and he goes you know I read this book and I achievement zone and I'm like okay and so I went and I bought the book and I read it and and there's you know it's it's a well written book but a lot of it has inserts from other athletes and one of the inserts that always stuck with me was and i don't i can't recall who it was or what it was but it basically was that the a guy had ran into he took he won the gold medal in olympics and worlds and he always beat this other guy and and the shot put okay and he, and he said to him he said the years later, they met up, and, he, and the guy goes, "How do you always beat me?" He goes, "I always, always saw myself on the stand. I always saw myself, you know, getting a medal wrapped around my neck." And they, he goes, "I never thought about that." He goes, "I always," he goes, "I always thought." He goes, "How do you beat me all those years?" He goes, "I always thought about it. It was the worst day. You had just threw world, world, you know, Olympic title, the furthest it's ever been thrown, shot put." And he goes, "And and the wind was blowing, and it was it was raining, and my hand could go very." couldn't barely hold the, the shot put and I had I had struck I, I messed up faulted on the first two uh-huh. and on the last one I had to hold it and I had to swing and, and I and I threw it further than I ever have and I beat you so his visualization was put himself in a worse circumstance yeah and that's how he beat that guy every time. And the other guy's visualization was seeing the world. He's seen the after effect, not the process. Right. And I think that that's where we get lost. I think people worry about the end result. I worry about the being in the moment. I call it living in the moment. Yeah. And if you live in the moment, great things happen. 
Yes. You have to have a, a overall plan, right? Of course, but you have to live in that moment. If you're if you're thinking about the end results, mm-hmm. you know, it's like young wrestlers. They think about the 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 takedown, the high seat, or the. I'm thinking about how's he getting to that? How how's that working? Yeah, right? like what angle is he yeah, taking? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. step is he taking? Right. Yeah, 100. I mean, you you really have to do fall in love with the process right. because without the process, I mean. There is no end result. And we're not guaranteed anything. It's That's what's beauty about it. You're not guaranteed to win. Nobody, nobody promised you anything. It's the process that once you learn the process, you know, yeah, are you going to be heartbroken? Yeah, I mean, I, I won the world title. I lost in, I took second in the Olympics. But, and, and still, but, but the process of all that was an unbelievable journey. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've won at, at you know, the highest level. Uh, well, let me ask you this: What what are your thoughts? Because I mean, you just said it, so you you took second at at the Olympics, but you won worlds and I took bronze. Yeah, and, and and arguably worlds is tougher than the Olympics. Well, it, yeah, it, you know, Olympics are Olympics, though. It's special, you know. Yeah, and that it, there's there's something about the Olympic Games because it's every four years yeah. that makes it, and it's just and all the teams are together, all the sports are together, and it's a united thing. So there, there's such a special, and on that day you have to be, you know, perfect. And same with the worlds, but the worlds, you know, there's more 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 countries represented. Yeah, right. So that's why it's that's kind of why that's why it's tougher. Yeah. Right, right, but I mean, I guess there is something to that. Every four years that you can spe- you only yeah. get to compete. Yeah, you know, you, know, know, you got you know, and I, I mean, I, I, you know, tougher not. I think there's more competition in the worlds. Um, the Olympics, it's just, it's Olympics. It's the Olympics. It's the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. What was that experience like? You know, it was awesome, uh, till the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I always say, people ask me a lot. I'm like, uh, my wife enjoyed it. You know, uh, she got the, you know, it was Sydney, man. She, right. she went to, I mean, uh, my dad, my dad, Chuck, they both, my, my brother was like, Hey, I'm going on a walkabout. He's funny. You know, uh-huh. having the same guy from St. Charles, you know, he's, a, he's, he's, St. Little, Charles American yeah, man, yeah. Just, that dude was like, going, I, go, I go, where are you going? He goes, I'm going on a walkabout. I'm like, man, whatever, dude. <laughs> and, get lost. Yeah. It's like, whatever, man. <laughs> uh, no, but they enjoyed it. And that was, that was for me, it was always about my dad and, and getting him to the respect he deserved and also, and, and, and making him proud of me, you know, and yeah. that, that was a big part of my life. I wanted to, I wanted him to be, and my mom to, to feel something that they hadn't been able to do themselves. You yeah. Know? And, uh, cause my mom was an athlete and she was married young and just, and so, you know, she didn't, I don't think she got to do what she could have done or would have done. And so it's nice. I get a lot of them, my athletic ability from her. And I think I get my mentality from my father. So, you know, it's kind of a combination of the two. Yeah. Always trying to make them proud. So were you, um, were you really ever able to, uh, fully enjoy, I mean, you've been all over the world, but a lot of it's with competition. Right. You know what I mean? And when you're in competition, like it's, it's work mode. Yeah. Like, were you ever able to really enjoy too much of these places that you get to go to? Or do you ever get, do you ever take some time to, Maybe like a day after the competition, or is it you know back on no, to another flight somewhere no, else? Yeah, I you know I didn't live in the, I didn't appreciate it like I didn't. My dad always told me I should, but I just didn't. You know, it was always you know because I was so driven. I think that a lot of that it, blessing but, and the yeah, curse. Yeah, yeah. But when I was in 2006, I was 35 years old, 30, and so I got to wrestle. I, I made a comeback. Yeah. And I made the world team, and I and I remember I was like, I'm I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed the process. I remember going on trips with Daniel Comier and Molu all and all these dudes and, 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 and seeing, and, and just, they're all, I was old dude. And they're like, what's up? Pop? You know, like they were making fun of me. I'm like, whatever, man. Say, so listen, yeah, yeah. come on, I'll put you on your yeah, head yeah, still. Those dudes are, uh, they were, they were supportive though. They, 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 it made me feel good that they, you know, that I'm pretty old, you know, especially at my weight class, that's, that's unheard of. Right. And, um, it was nice to, uh, you know, I, I remember me and the world, cha- the world champs blind draw. And so me and the Cuban only world champs at the time, okay. we wrestled first round. Oh, wow. And uh, I always got draws like that, which I call the, I'm the bad draw, right? But um, <laughs> so, I mean, I ended up beating them, and it was a tough fought battle. But I remember putting my shoes on, and I was like looking around like I, I finally enjoyed it. And so I always say I got to wrestle long enough to be eight years old again. And I got to be yeah. the eight-year-old Sammy. Right. Who, like I put my, I was like looking around. I was like, and I'm getting chills now thinking about it because it was like, I never did. I never, I, when I was at these other, all these other times, I, I was so caught up in winning and, right. and all the, you know, all that, and the results and mm-hmm. all. And this one, I was like, man, I'm, I'm 35 years old at the world championship, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I end up taking, uh, I lost in the semis, but I end up taking a bronze. Yeah. And I remember sitting there across from Lou Roselli, one of my competitors, I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, we were having a beer, and he's like, I go, I'm done. He goes, what? I go, I'm done. I go, I got four kids. I got I to gotta start. <laughs> I go, I, I got I to go home. He goes, you, you know, you got to go to 2008. And I'm like, I, I'm good, man. Yeah. He goes, well, you can't. I go, you're retired. I go, I'm done. I, I go, I enjoyed. It was, it was yeah. awesome. And I knew. I just knew. And I was like, I, don't, I, I did it. You yeah. know, I can't make a comeback. I got to do something I didn't think, you know, who knew it possible. Dude. And then um, uh, come home and, you know, start a start life. So it was it was cool. It yeah. Was nice. Yeah, man. I can only imagine just kind of what that feeling would be like, you know, just to finally make peace with, yeah. with everything that you've done. and But to finally actually be able to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enjoy it. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Absolutely. So was that your, um, was that kind of that time you know you, you mentioned dc was that kind of your transition into like coaching mma because i know like you coached chuck liddell wrestling yeah well, did you do that prior i didn't do any i uh, dc and those guys i mentioned him because people know him, but i yeah I mean, it just made me he, think yeah of he's he's he wasn't even i mean him and molly used to mess around and practice but, but they weren't even no on the radio at that even, time they weren't even it was not even they're just you know they're you know so that has no okay connection so to how it. did you get into it then uh well i moved to i i I went from uh, coaching in Nebraska to Kyle Poly. Oh, okay. And I was coaching. Um, I took that coaching job there and ran into Chuck and oh. I said, I think I can train you. And then me and him had a talk and he agreed and, and I started uh, doing that. And then I coached Chad Mendes in college. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, I think I read that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Boris Novotkov, who's going to start coach so many people yeah. all over the world, yeah. man. Um, did, have you have you found more enjoyment in coaching compared to competing or what's been the difference for you with that transition into well, coaching? I love, co- I, I'm a coach. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think, um, cause I, I give more than you take, right? Yeah. I love to see someone when they run up on the stadium and they, you know, Paul Donahall, these guys run up and they, they win or, or Ch- uh, Zeke Moise made the finals in the NCAA tournament for me in West Virginia to see them and know the feeling that they're feeling. Yeah. 
that's there's not better than that it's that's feeling. sexy man it's 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 just it's, it's a feeling that you can't and i know it and i know what they feel so it makes me that be able to help assist them in feeling that yeah there's no better gift yeah so yeah i mean you you've reached those levels you felt that feeling and you know what it takes to get there so to be able to help somebody else it's way better than wrestling myself yeah I, yeah was um was it was that an easy transition for you to i mean because they mentally it's a different mindset yeah, you know sure. what i mean it's not about you anymore right? it, it won't, right. exactly so right. you got to start putting everything into somebody else right you know what i mean and, and you can't do that before you're ready no you know what I mean? <laughs> no no you it, it, it's a good selfishness i i say when you're when you're an athlete um you know you have to be selfish but there's a good there's a good selfish and there's a bad selfish yes some people are selfish to a point where they do not help others me i felt like i i would uh i always like to coach anyway so if I wrestled you, I wouldn't tell you during practice what I was doing to you. But then afterwards, I'd say, hey, here's how I'm beating you. Yeah. Because one, I would beat you back, right? Number two, I was, uh, if I if they fixed that, it made them sh- better, which sharpened me. Right. So I had to find another way to beat them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so there's a good selfish. But you have to be selfish as, a, as an athlete um, to a point. You know, it's right. a team sport. And eventually, it's, you know, in every sport, there's a it's team unity here. Yeah. But, uh, you you have to be true to yourself and you have to be, you know, a little bit selfish. I mean, it's bottom line. And it's yeah. And you know, that's just a fact of life to yeah. be honest with you. You know, sports are um, just a good metaphor for life in so many ways. And it just, um, it, sport just, um, it directly transfers to life. And so many, just the lessons that you take away and the skills that you develop, because in life, I mean, if you're trying to give and you don't have to give, like, you, you, you can't do that. Like, you have to take care of you first. You know right. what I mean? Like, if you're broke, you can't give any money away. Right. Like, if right. you're not healthy, if you don't take care of your body and your mind, you can't be the best for your family, for your, uh, you know, whoever you're responsible right. for, whoever you're for trying sure. to help. You know what I mean? So, you have to If be you don't love selfish. yourself, you can't love anyone else. 100%. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So, um, what, uh, when, when, when you're running these teams and like you're coaching these young men, I mean, obviously mindset is a big part of that. Um, how do you like to coach people on mindset? Because I mean, we've, we've been talking about it. Obviously it's, it's a big piece to your success. How do you teach that to people or can you teach that to people? Well, it's, everyone's different, right? Right. And so you have to learn how to, as a coach, you have to adapt to that. And that's a huge part. I treat, and I always tell my athletes, I treat everyone different. And if you got a problem with that, then you're in the wrong place. Because if I have a guy who's a supreme athlete and I got a guy who can't walk and chew gum, but he needs to work, work ethic is different, right? Yeah. The level. There's a, there's a common bond as a team, right? Mm-hmm. You do. But the individual work is a little different. And so I think I believe this wholeheartedly. Your confidence and your training, your confidence and your training and your structure and your coach and what he believes in, I've always been able to get people to believe in themselves more than they believe. I mean, I, I always believed in them more than they believe in themselves, which which I think gives them, uh, you know, gives them. And, and I believe in what I'm doing. People know if you know what you're doing. And so, and the confidence, right? And I'm, yeah. just, I'm not bragging. I'm just, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I believe that at least. And so if you feel that from me, you'll, you'll believe in what, what I'm preaching. So getting you to buy into what I'm preaching has always been a gift of mine and i also think it's just because i have a plan for you each person i'll bring in and i'll have a plan for you and i'll and i'll talk to you directly and tell you i can't sell something if i don't believe in it myself right right? uh yeah so to your point i think that your mentality comes from your training it comes from your belief in who's training you and uh if you if you're if you're 
you know, if you, if you didn't train, you didn't run sprints, and you didn't do the right things, or if you did those things and you don't believe the person you do, even if your coach is wrong, yeah, if he if you believe in him, you're gonna win. Think about that. If you have a coach, he's just, but you believe in him, and he can get you to believe in him, you're gonna win. Yeah, and that's amazing. I, I've seen I've seen it happen. Like, and not all the time, but over. I mean, it, I've seen people like I'm like, man, how's that dude? He believes. He belief believes. Belief is all yeah. life. Belief is all, all it is. And if faith, having faith in things you can't see. That's why I used to tell my guys, have faith in you can't. Yeah, you can't see. You know, I I have a relationship with you know whatever, but I, God. But I I have faith in what I can't see. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith. You and and so have faith in what I'm trying to what I'm preaching to you, because I've been there. And, and and that's one of the things I use a lot because I'm like I know what I'm doing and yeah. I know how to process it and get it to you. But everyone and I and I think that also the big thing is telling them and and truthfully, you're not the same as me. So as a group, we're gonna train together. When we do our individuals, I'm gonna train you differently. Yeah, that's so important. Um, you you there's a lot of coaches who will try to like make you into them right or you know make you into what they think you should be as opposed to like make you know let me assess you where you're that's at that's right and then let me make you what you can can be right. you know what i mean i always tell him like zeke moisey he's not me right but he i go just help, let me help you add to your game so i can i go i know you want to hit your role and i know you want to do all, he, he's different right mm-hmm. but just try a little bit of this mainline defense and do this and then we're gonna as they build and they have to work then we go and do your stuff so a little bit of me a little bit of you and we're gonna fix this thing you yeah. know and it's good it's cool you know yeah that's awesome absolutely 100 percent, man um man that's so cool i'm just i'm just processing that um i had another question for you man i blanked out I'm so sorry that's all right this is a great conversation yeah um oh bull train i wanted to talk to you about that what is bull train where'd that come from well they um mark manning when i was uh training for the world's olympics he's a nebraska coach but he was in northern iowa and oklahoma we lived together in oklahoma and um uh when i was training he just started calling me the bull okay a bull and because the way i wrestle and I'm attacking, just snap, you know, just constant pressure, just relentless. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everybody started calling me a bull. And, um, and you know, what's funny is, is my grandpa, this is a good story you'll like, and nobody knows this, but <laughs> um, my great-grandpa was Amos, and he's from Oklahoma. And what they used to do back in the day, I guess in these saloons, he was like six foot. You know, my, my dad married, my grandpa married somebody really short, my dad married somebody really short, and then you got me. Okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, Strong as Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, they used to put, like, nooses around their necks, and they would be in the bar, and they would headbutt each other to somebody. Oh shit! And, and he, I guess, evidently was, uh, yeah, no, straight up, this is a true story. He evidently always won. Really? He had a heavy, and his nickname was a bull, and I didn't know that until yeah. years later. My dad was telling me this story. I'm like, holy smoke! So yeah, it, it was all kind makes of fun. Yeah. yeah. So bull train is just, you know, it's my brand. It's my brand. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's super cool. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's your style. That's yeah. Your, and you partner with Adidas for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. really cool, man. Um, and then is that um, so? You run the kids' club as well. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not is right that, now. Is I'm, that part of that? Right now, I'm doing a little bit. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm doing. A, yeah, I'm doing a little bit here and there. I don't want to misspeak. Um, no, yeah. Well, I'm just not. I don't know where I'm. What direction I'm headed yet? But, okay. Um, in between a little bit, I'm doing Shamrock commentating. Yeah, you're doing and, that now. Um, and I'm excited about. I'm really excited about. Uh, I think 
it's going to be a learning experience. I'm not going to be the best at first, but I, I'm working. That's what I'm striving to be. Yeah. And so I'm really. I is think, that a part of it to know that you're not going to be the best at first and it's a new challenge to become the best? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I know people are going to make fun of me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll learn. I'll learn and I'll get better and uh, it'll be a process. But a Shamrock is a great organization. Yeah. And it just, it fits what I'm trying to do. I think I want to do more of management and and uh, managing fighters, getting fighters uh uh, being a part of the whole the whole spectrum of the uh, uh, MMA world, and yeah. so uh, I, I thought about doing that a long time ago, and I never did. So I'm doing the club thing. Uh, it's not a I don't. It's invite only. Yeah. Because I I'm not um, trying to do what, what these other guys are doing right now, but I'm doing something in Jeff City for a group up there. Okay. And then I'm doing a group in St. Charles. You saw the small. Mm-hmm. I keep it small because th- you know I want people that are committed. And these 100%. young kids are committed. Yeah. And so it's become a kind of a thing where they just, they, they, they call me and, uh, you know, I make them sign up with their partner. So it's not a one on thing. And, and right. it's almost an invite only. I have to talk to them and yeah. kind of interview well, them. Well, it's high level training. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so it's, it's actually grown into something. And I think it might be a great avenue with the whole, my whole vision, okay. which is uh, training fighters. Yeah, yeah, I can see all that. I, I was, I think I was thinking that because, well, obviously I've seen you working with the kids, but um, I know uh, you posted a picture with a mutual friend, Zach Freeman. Oh yeah, who I think, I think he maybe you had a kids club program back in the yeah, day. And yeah, he was in it's that part of it. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I just, I just assume like, oh, okay, maybe that's just still going. You yeah. Know what I mean, kind of like you know, like Perlers still. Yeah. Going, you know uh, I mean? Yeah. I don't, and that's the thing. He he does that, and I want to have the whole thing from the, from the, you know, uh, after you graduate. If you train MMA or if you want to train for the Olympics or whatever, mm-hmm. we want to have it. Or if you go to way of the college, you come back, you train with us. Right. So, you know, and that's something that eventually it's just a factory. Right? Yeah. Of just great Just humans. breeding greatness. <laughs> yeah. 100%, man. So, yeah. It's so uh, that's going to be exciting with Shamrock. When does that start? Uh, January 12th. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, I just sat down with uh, Jesse Finney yesterday. Good guy, man. Yeah, I really like Jesse, man. And um, it's a shame because you talk to people and people always whisper and maybe they've had like maybe bad experiences. But at the end of the day, Jesse's an extreme winner. And, He's a winner. And, and that rubs people the wrong way is what I found. You know what I mean? When you're winning yeah. and um, especially – actually, let me ask you about this because I have found in the Midwest – and maybe it's maybe it's just my perspective, but I found like in a very conservative area, there's a lot of scarcity mindset. Meaning, people often view like your success as their loss, mm-hmm. and they don't like winners, extreme winners. You know what I mean? They can be rub, you know, it can be interpreted, or you know, can rub people the wrong way for some reason. Have you experienced that? I mean, you've been all over the world. I mean, you've been all different people. Yeah. Have you s- seen that in some areas more than others? Or? Yeah, I don't. I haven't been here in twenty years, so I don't know. Yeah. But I, uh, I do. I understand what you're saying, and I think that I always said this in California. I, I remember living in California and thinking, man, we. I would go in and talk to people about a vision, like I wanted to run Central Coast Duels, right? So have the Big Twelve against the Big 12, and, or Pac-12, uh-huh. and then start this event, and I call it Central Coast Duels, and you get the high schools involved, and get sponsorship we had at the Madonna Inn, da-da-da. I'd go in and talk to them. They said, yeah, how, how, do, how do we, let's, let's do it. I don't know. It might not be able to, let's figure out how we can do it, right? It was never like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. And I feel like some some places, yeah. they're like, oh, that'll never work. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, you know, where I'm like, I don't know, but let, let's figure let's, that let's out. Figure it let's out. figure. Yeah. We, I th- that's a, let's find. Let's use that concept and let's right. move forward. Yeah. And so 
I think it's your mind, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's, maybe it's just like an average mindset. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't know what it but is. But you're right. I and it might be I, like Jesse's. Jesse's mind is like he's he's he's, he's a yeah. visionary. And we were talking about yeah, yesterday, yeah. and um, like I've only I've only dealt with him in the sense of like I'm a fighter. Yeah. You're the promoter. Like it's but this is business. Like I'm signing a contract. We're doing contract negotiations. And that's where people get. You can't miss. I mean, it's business. It is. It is. Yeah. So I've not. I've had nothing but good experiences with him. He's treated me well he's put me in several positions to have good fights to make it to the next level he put me on bellator like he's helped me out a lot i've had nothing but good experience with him but like some people and i I was just we were talking about yesterday and i just wonder if it's just what he say huh what he say well jesse always says the same thing it's you know just just base your experience like it's always what those things are like people only hear those things but it's like based off your own experience Experience with him with him and that's all i've ever done have you ever seen moneyball Yes. Baseball. Yes. You remember when the guy was like, "You're gonna handle this guy. You're gonna. He's gonna be transferred, right? Well, what do I say to him to mm-hmm. just hand him the ticket and say you? He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's business. That's I mean, it. At the end of the day, nobody wants. Just tell me the truth. Okay, I'm moving to a different city. Okay, because that's the nature of the business, right? Right. And and the nature of the business is getting people in the stands. Right. And, and getting and, and getting and getting fighters that can get people in the stands. Yeah. Right. Because if we don't have anybody in the stands, how are we going to promote it? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, he runs a fantastic business. Yeah. I think he treats people well. I think uh, Shamrock is an amazing promotion. They're lucky to have you commenting, dude. Like, you have you ever been to one of their shows? I have not, dude. Was, you're was, gonna love. <laughs> It. I'm excited. You're gonna love it, dude. They have just a top-notch production, dude. Like you're going in there, it's um, it's, they're usually more intimate settings because they're in the casinos. It's all nice lights. It's a nice cage. Yeah. It's, it's not like super crowded. It's, it's really well done. They're well managed. It's they're usually in and out of there by three hours. Perfect. You know what I mean? They have the big screens and things playing up there. It's it's awesome, dude. Yeah. And like as a fighter, it's super cool because like beforehand they're always like you're doing all these interviews they're scheduling all these interviews for you and then like i was the main event a couple of times so it was like and you have like oh, this cool. extra like promo that you have to do and come and do it so it's yeah, like you feel like a star dude like you should they should like, yep. they, they treat you right and it's an awesome promotion yeah i fought in kansas city they give you all these like food vouchers i got like 300 dollars <laughs> worth of food i can't even eat all this <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah man it's cool man it's awesome that they have you uh have you uh, a part of the team for sure so you have that um, you're probably going to be transitioning into like possibly managing yeah. MMA and stuff. So a lot of big things ahead, man. Yeah, and I do my camps all over the country. I usually do a lot, a lot of time in California because it's nice. Yeah, you I know, don't blame I, you. I like, uh, I'm, and, I, and I still have ties there. So it just uh, – I love what I'm doing right now. I'm yeah. just figuring out uh, the pieces of what I, how I want to work it together. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, dude, we've been going about 45 minutes, close to an hour now. I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got appreciate some other things it. going on today. Yeah, yeah. So um, I really appreciate you doing this. I want to leave the floor to you. If there's like any sponsorships or like anything like you wanted to promo or promote, um, how can people get a hold of you? Anything you want to send them to? The floor is yours, man. Yeah, uh, bulltrain.com. And, you know, uh, you, you guys go there. A lot of things are going to be changed on my website and love to see more people come to it. Uh, like I said, management, trying to get people conditioning, strength and conditioning. I'm, I'm really into that. So I would love to, you know, especially for fighters, you know, and that's one of the things I think I help with Chuck and uh, and I've been known for my whole life is, is that part of the, the cardio part, especially for fighters too. I was talking to my son the other day. Um, one of the things that's missing, I think, for is you know one of the things that wrestling brings to us is the conditioning base of it. But what what's missing for fighters, um, I have something for you. So hopefully you guys will come and get trained by me a little bit and see see if you like it. Absolutely. All right, man. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Sammy. Appreciate it.